In its most hard-hitting attack on the economic performance of the previous UPA government, this government has tabled a white paper in Parliament where it says in no uncertain terms that the UPA government failed miserably to facilitate economic activities. The report goes on to state that the previous UPA government ended up being burdened by a mountain of bad loans, a high fiscal deficit despite much of it being hidden, a high current account deficit, double-digit inflation to five years which hit the pockets of many Indians and a membership of the club of Fragile 5 in 2013, Fragile 5 Global Economies. Earlier in the day, the Congress released what it called the black paper on the Modi government calling the regime 10 years of injustice. The Congress president released a document saying that the Modi government failed to provide jobs to youth and destroyed the agriculture sector while fueling insecurity among minorities. Well, joining us now, a very special guest, the former Chief Economic Advisor, Arvind Subramanian, who's also written an article today where he's made the point that a comparison of the economy with the previous Manmohan Singh government was a false debate with selective arguments and convenient amnesia on both sides of the political spectrum um, evident. Thanks very much for being with us. Um, I, I take the point that you're trying to make that, you know, I mean, let's not slam each other uh, and you need to look at the economy holistically. But be that as it may, is it true that the Vajpayee-led NDA government handed over a healthy, resilient economy with high growth potential in 2004, which the UPA then proceeded to, for want of another word, ruin? Uh, well, uh, uh, thanks, uh, Vishnu, for having me. You know, all this political point scoring and mudslinging is, of course, part of the hurly-burly of, of politics. And I think, you know, each side is uh, welcome to attack each other. But I think as, you know, kind of independent analysts, I think we should try and look at the whole picture. And, and as I said, the whole picture is, uh, the bottom line is that for the last 20, 25 years, uh, many of the achievements that uh, we've achieved, the country has achieved, has been the result of the actions of, you know, all governments, the Vajpayee government, uh, the UPA government, uh, the Modi government. Uh, and, and while there have been individual, you know, instances of, you know, uh, good performance and bad performance on both sides, uh, I think the overall picture is one of national achievement rather than, you know, narrow political partisan achievement. Now, on your specific question, uh, I think as I wrote in the piece, uh, there is no doubt that, you know, under the f first five years of the UPA government, uh, growth actually soared. I mean, it was the highest growth rate ever and even higher than uh, any other country in the world, including China. But after the global financial crisis, uh, the second UPA government, UPA2, uh, under uh, uh, Pranab Mukherjee's uh, finance ministership, actually uh, was a very uh, a sorry record of performance. Uh, that's the best way of putting it. Uh, and, you know, uh, uh, in, uh, inflation got out of control, uh, the current account deficit wide. And basically, we had macroeconomic instability. And it's absolutely right to say that we came very close to a financial crisis. And that was uh, because of the actions taken there. You know, we got retroactive taxation, we had irresponsible policy, and all of those things are, I know, absolutely true. But if you really wanted to, you know, get into the uh, nitpicking, I think you would have to distinguish between the first UPA government uh, and the second UPA government. I think they're very two different records of those two governments. Point taken. Uh, the government's white paper in Parliament says that a high fiscal deficit for six years between uh, 
2009 and 2014 uh, heaped, and these were the, the words in the report, heaped misery or ordinary and poorer households, and that over a five-year period from uh, 2010 to uh, 2014, um, the average annual inflation rate was in double digits. Between the financial year 2004 and 2014, the average annual inflation in the economy was 8.2%. In other words, inflation was killing us. The fiscal deficit was hugely problematic as well. As an economist, is this correct? You know, uh, uh, overall macroeconomic performance after the global financial crisis uh, uh, was uh, uh, pretty poor. And India w was, you know, that's why we almost had a crisis, a major financial crisis in 2013. Uh, so, so there's no doubt that ma macroeconomic performance was worse under uh, the second uh, uh, UPA government. Um, but then we also have to look at, you know, other aspects of the overall record, as it were, uh, because, you know, as I, uh, I think as we as a country should not forget that many of the achievements of this government, you know, deservedly uh, praised by everyone, built upon what was done under the Vajpayee government and the UPA government. So it's not just, you know, everything bad there and everything good thereafter. Uh, there was a lot of... Uh, 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 good done, the, the seeds were sown uh, in the previous government. And, you know, uh, take, I think the best example is, you know, I think the Prime Minister deserves a lot of praise for what I call new welfareism, right? That is the provision of, you know, all these, you know, cooking gas, toilets, bank accounts, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, the term that I coined for it was the jam revolution. Yes. But, you know, I, I think it's both true that the seeds of the jam revolution were sown by the UPA government uh, under the leadership of Nandan Nilekini, but it's also true that the UPA government halted progress on that, and therefore the Modi government gets credit for actually rehabilitating that. Uh, you know, similarly, I think one should not forget that um, the Modi government benefited immensely from, uh, you know, Manrega and, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, the PDS thing d during the COVID crisis, you know, in, and, uh, and that those seeds were laid by the UPA government. I think we shouldn't forget that. And sure. uh, in some ways, as I say, uh, uh, the Modi government has, uh, you know, given the highest form of flattery to the UPA government by actually imitating them. And in the case of the food, it's even expanded it from, you know, it was subsidized food earlier. Now it's free food everywhere. So everywhere on every aspect that you take, I think there is, uh, you know, a, a good sown by uh, uh, previous governments. But also, you know, uh, you mentioned uh, the macro. It's also true that the banking system problems did start under uh, the UPA government. And, and you know, they, uh, all the excesses that happened under uh, Pranab Mukherjee's uh, sure. uh, reign. Uh, the banking system, and that was allowed to fester for a long time by the UPA government uh, and the NDA government and the Modi government came and implemented the uh, IBC, and now we have a healthier banking system. But there too, I would argue that the record of the Modi government could have been much better. Uh, so, so, you know, it's, it's really... Um, uh, a matter of, you know, being uh, balanced and giving credit where credit is due and, and, you know, and apportioning blame where blame is due. I think uh, uh, that's, I think, the perspective that uh, at least an independent analyst like all of us should have. 
Let me ask you this, uh, uh, and this is the flip side of what the government has presented in Parliament today. The Congress earlier today uh, released a black paper, and they said, and I quote, that this government has devastated the country's economy, aggravated unemployment, and destroyed India's agricultural sector. Again, um, you know, I mean, I'm cherry-picking parts of what they've said, but this is, frankly, the heart of, of their argument. Is there any truth in this? Well, I, I think it's... Um Look, if you look at the overall employment situation in India, uh, it's been a sorry record for 75 years or, or whatever, 50 years for a long period. Uh, I, I don't think any government has been very successful at providing formal sector employment jobs uh, for a vast share of the population. Uh, uh, that was true for previous governments. That's true for this government uh, uh, as well. Uh, so I, I wouldn't say that, you know, any one government is worse or better at it. What I would say is that our ability to deal with, you know, a crisis in uh, uh, unemployment, for example, you know, unemployment suddenly picking up because of the COVID crisis, our ability to respond has improved considerably because of the action of both governments. As I said, uh, you know, the UPA government laid the spade work for Mandrega and, and the, uh, and the uh, public distribution scheme, the, the, you know, the subsidized food which cushioned us, and the Modi government built upon that. So I don't think one can easily say that one government has been better or worse on employment creation, but certainly the country as a whole has been much better at being able to deal with the consequences of shocks to employment when they occur. A final question. The Congress in their report have said that the economy now has been marked by high rates of unemployment. They use the word economic uh, catastrophe and point to policies such as demonetization. They uh, point to what they say is a flawed GST, which they say has increased the divide between the rich and the poor, devastated millions of farmers, daily wage, wage workers. Again, I ask you this as an independent economist. Is this, uh, is this an accurate way of looking? at these parts of our economy? Uh, I, I think the word catastrophe is, is you know, ha as much exaggeration and hyperbole as, you know, the, the white paper saying that all the damage was done by the... So, so this is, you know, political parties are entitled to use this hyperbole. But, you know, I, I think that uh, what we can say is that, you know, uh, the uh, growth under the, uh, uh, the Modi government has been decent, not spectacular. Uh, 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 macroeconomic stability has been good, uh, uh, ha has been uh, better than in the past, uh, but all the challenges of, you know, creating manufacturing jobs, uh, etc., uh, are still outstanding. Uh, but overall, I think that where the improvements have been made uh, under this government, for example, physical infrastructure, digital revolution, uh, the bankruptcy code, the GST, uh, those have all been cumulative and national achievements for which both parties deserve credit and to which both parties contributed. All right. It's so a great uh, listening to you. And, and thanks for sort of sharing that very balanced perspective on, uh, on such an important issue, which affects uh, more than a billion Indians over here. Uh, we cannot be looking at our economy in isolation. It is a product of, uh, of what existed in the past. And uh, we really need to be balanced in how we look and assess it presently. Thank you very much, sir, for being with us. Thanks, Thanks for having me here. Well, we're going to open up this debate. I'm joined now by Gopal Krishna Agarwal, national spokesperson of the BJP, Rohan Gupta, uh, national spokesperson of the Congress, and the author and commentator, Gurcharan Das. Thank you all very much for being with us. 
Rohan, let me come to you first. Um, in their report, their white paper, the BJP says that the UPA, and I quote, had a mountain of bad loans, a high fiscal deficit, despite much of it being hidden, a high current account deficit, double-digit inflation for five years, which hit the pockets of many Indians and resulted in India being a member of the club of fragile five nations in 2013. How would you respond? Vishnu, first of all, any government claim uh, can claim anything. But what you have to see, what is the outcome? If you see last 10 years, I'll give you certain numbers. In per capita GDP, India is now below Bangladesh. In global hunger index, now we are 111th out of 125 countries. The child wasting rate, India has the highest child wasting rate of 18.7%. Unemployment rate, after last 45 years, highest unemployment <laughs> in India. In terms of inflation, the, the, the Reserve Bank band is up to 6%. Uh, average inflation has been 8%. So, Vishnu, when we, we talk about numbers, as a government, they can claim anything. But when you see the results, the outcome, it is not favorable. Any government, the success of that government is how much benefit goes to the common man. If the per capita GDP of India is not increasing even at the rate of Bangladesh, how can this government say that they are successful? Okay. Apart from that, the blunders they have created, like whether it's note ban or GST, we have still not recovered out of that. And I'll compare that with UPA era. UPA era, if you see the global slowdown, the, 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 the crude was record high of $130. This government has, has been lucky that the crude has never reached that level. Okay, Ron, hold on. you made lots of points. <laughs> Let me go to the BJP uh, guest next, Gopal Krishna Agarwal. You're welcome to answer what Rohan uh, points to, but my question is this. The Congress in their black paper today have said, again I quote, India has the highest unemployment rate in 45 years. Total unemployment was 1 crore in 2012. It rose to 4 crore in 2022. Uh, just on that point of unemployment and your response uh, to what Rohan mentioned. <clears throat> Vishnu, we have to understand that economy has to be seen in a 360 degrees and uh, it, it's a continuous process. You cannot say that every problem of the country is solved. But the thing is from 2014 where we have moved, we have been able to efficiently implement the ecosystem of economic growth in the country. We have been able, uh, able to very efficiently create an ecosystem for good delivery without any leakages and corruption. Even the tax collection through artificial intelligence, blockchain, edit, audit trail, etc. We have reduced the corporate tax rate from around 28 to 30% to 25%, but still direct tax has increased. The indirect tax collection rate, which was at one so point of time. The point on, uh, on employment, I think that's the key point which the Congress well, the, the keeps talking is, about. You, you the, refer to the point on employment. Yeah, so Vishnu, we have to understand that employment was a country's problem since a long time. It is there and it, it we have been doing many things on that. How do you create an employment ecosystem in the country? You create infrastructure, it will create uh, employment. You create a business uh, environment of level playing field, you create employment. You give mudra loan to small people. You create agriculture economy. You create uh, Vishwakarma Yojana to uh, uh, create employment in the uh, uh, small, small businesses. So you, uh, for street vendors, we have created a lot of uh, uh, support. Okay. So, street so vendors, you're highlighting ways these... in which job generation can take place. 
I take that point. Definitely, job generation has taken place. Okay, job. Without statistically, though, statistically, though, investment into infrastructure, PSU growth, etc., capex expenditure. Do you think? No, but then, but then, without employment generation. No, no, but but but, Mr. Agarwal, this is what the Congress says, and they've got numbers as well. Total unemployment has risen to four crores. Ten lakh sanctioned central jobs remain unfilled. The employment rate for graduates and postgraduates is about 33%. One in three people are looking unsuccessfully for a job. This is why engineers are becoming coolies and PhDs are applying for railway peon jobs. I'm not sure I agree with this, uh, you know, the way it's been phrased. But, But the number seems to suggest that highly educated people are struggling to get jobs. No, we have to see that a Congress, I saw the black paper by the Congress. It's a, a political statement. What we have done on it, we have laid the white paper on the floor of the house, which has authenticity. Anything which is laid on the floor of the house, every data, every figure which is given, it has to be authenticated and it can be questioned for periods to come. But Congress is a political statement from where they got this data. When we are saying that surveys have certain issues, but women employment has increased, women participation in employment has increased, rural economy has grown, our GDP is growing at a fast rate. So how can you say from where they have got the figure? Okay. Our figure in the uh, white paper, everything source has been given. Okay, I, I take that point that, you know, it's it's documented. Um Gurcharandas, bear with me for a moment. I had one more question for Rohan Gupta before I come across to you. The BJP in their white paper today have said inflation raged between 2009 and 2014. The common man bore the brunt. High fiscal deficits for six years between the financial year 20, uh, 2009 and 2014 heaped mm-hmm. misery on ordinary and poor households. How would you respond? Vishnu, if you see uh, Manmohan Singhji's tenure, we were really suppressed by the global slowdown, the maximum highest rate of crude oil. Still, if you see that the, the retail prices of petrol and diesel were not increased, we were giving for the Commonwealth around 30-35 rupees subsidy, which BJP has totally removed. Assume that this kind of situation, if BJP has faced, luckily they have not seen this kind of situation uh, during the tenure. And even when you see the numbers, out of it, during the UPA tenure, six crore people were lifted above poverty line, and you see BJP, fourteen crore people have gone below poverty line. So what I'm talking is numbers, you know. As a, as a government, you are faced with extraordinary so situation. I would like to say from that, how you give the numbers? We, I have the numbers in front of me that in case of inflation, this government has miserably failed. Unemployment, they have miserably failed. In terms of uplifting the poor, they have uh, uh, miserably failed. And they have created economic blunders like note ban and GST, where even the small and medium industries still they are not able to come out of it. So I think as a government, they can kill many things. When it comes to the number, the report card, I think all their claims are only on paper. Okay, both of you, hold on for one second. Gurcharan Das has been waiting very patiently and I do need to go across to him. I know you do, but I'm just trying to balance it out. I'll come back to you when I can. You gave second term to Rohan. You have to give me some How have I not given you two terms? No, no, I have spoken once only. Okay, please go ahead. If I made that mistake, please go ahead. Yes. Right. The, the, uh, the issue is that all the macroeconomic parameters currently are very robust. We have to understand. 
and the, uh, the if you talk about NPA, you talk about uh, 25 crore people have come out of poverty. The issue of economic growth, economic development, infrastructure development, everywhere there is a marked difference. We were fragile five economy. We are now the fifth largest economy. Going on, our foreign exchange reserves have grown multiple times. All public sector undertakings, even those who are relying in doldrums, now have a, in the market they have a, such a good valuation. They are giving huge di dividend to the government and uh, uh, giving capex investments. So the uh, the government has uh, the uh, government has controlled inflation. Government has increased infrastructure in uh, investment. So the uh, the the ecosystem has changed. Number of startups, number of FDI. How much FDI we are attracting? Okay. Everybody wants okay, to invest. Okay. Okay. One second. One second. Let me go across to Agurcharan Das. Mr. Das, is there a real fear that as we have this debate, we are cherry picking data points? From now and from the past, each economy has done, you know, different work, some good, some terrible, and that we aren't really getting a, you know, a correct picture. I mean, this is what Mr. Subramanian yeah, said. You know, I, I, want to, I want to take this out of this tutu meme uh, thing. The reality is that politics is a 2020 match and economics is a five-day test match. So the premise behind this black paper, white paper is wrong. The, what we are seeing, the results today, are results of 30 years since 1991, 30 years of reform. So I prefer to look at what happens to the next generation. The politician is concerned with what happens at the next election. So over these last 30 years, Vishnu, the Indian yes. economy has grown at an average annual rate of almost 7%. It's 6.87. Now, for a democracy, this is damn good. I mean, it's almost never been done, and we should be proud of having such a real growth rate. However, as everyone has seems to have pointed out, the fact is that as we have not created... <clears throat> the jobs that should normally be created by an almost 7% growth rate. Yes. And why? Well, the fact is that our model was wrong, meaning that we have still not created an industrial revolution. Manufacturing only represents 16% of GDP. And so the question is, that how are we going to take the 45% Indians who are employed, a lot of surplus people employed in agriculture, unless we create an industrial revolution. And the, 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 and, and, but I, let me admit that because of the cumulative effect of reforms, we are today in a far better condition to create that industrial revolution. There's a lot of good things which have been mentioned. This last government has done a lot of good. You know, whether it is, whether GST you can talk about, whether the high, inf the infrastructure, the digital revolution, all these are good things and they have pre created the preconditions. And now still more reforms need to be done. 
So therefore, let's get out of this thing that we succeeded, you failed, etc. We are all in it together as an economy and as for the next generation. And if we want to achieve that 2047 objective that Mr. Modi has been talking about, we have to up our growth rate from seven to eight. Okay. And it can be done because we just have to get now is a good condition because there's a disillusionment with China. So we should be the obvious place for those industries to move. But we are not doing it. It's going to Vietnam. We should our commerce ministry people should send out their people to find out why Vietnam's always getting ahead of us. Okay. So, I just wanted to so go through a couple it's, of it's, points, uh, 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 you know, statistics, and I wanted to put this across to Rohan. You know, um, the, the BJP in their white paper have listed a bunch of areas. Affordable rural housing, the numbers have increased dramatically. The construction of toilets up from 1.8 to 11.5. Affordable pension, 36.4 lakh beneficiaries in the past to 6.1 crore beneficiaries now. Minimum zero balance bank accounts. There were 10.3 between 2005 and 2012. That's up to 51.6 crore accounts now. And they go on and on. Uh, these are verifiable numbers. And these are signs of change and progress. Right? So in as much as... You... Go ahead, Rohan. Yes. We, we need to understand. See, any government, right? any party, any government, they will obviously will work. I'm not saying that this government has not worked at all. But you need to understand what are the targets this government has taken and what they have delivered. Modi ji is before the, his first tenure, he had promised that the farmer's income will be doubled. Now, after farmer agitation, they had promised that the law for MSP will come. Have you seen that law coming? No. They had told that you will get every every year, you will get two crore new jobs. Do you feel that two crore jobs are coming every year? No. He had promised that every household, every Indian household will be having house. Do you feel that every Indian household today has house? No. So what I'm trying to tell the milestones, what BJP has promised to people of this country and the delivery after 10 years, there is a gap. And the reason of that gap is that if, if you see the decisions, the blunders, decisions like note ban or GST or even the COVID management, it has really impacted our economy in a bad way. That's why the economy is becoming lopsided. The growth is visible in number. When it comes to percolating to the poor sure. and middle class, it is not percolating. Okay, I'm so running out of time. Poor. I want to give Gopal uh, Krishna Agarwal a chance. It is increasing. The number of India in hunger index, why it is going down? Okay. Because the growth is lopsided. Okay, one sec. Hold on. Hold on to that thought, Mr. Agarwal. Last one minute to you. Please go ahead. Yes. Huh. Uh, Vishnu, we have to understand that in the last 10 years, 34 lakh crores were transferred to the uh, uh, common man, poor people directly to direct benefit transfer. And government has been uh, successful in saving 2.27 lakh crores. And every penny has gone to the targeted person without any corruption and leakages. In the same side, the resources have come to the government in, in after increasing, uh, decreasing the corporate tax, in personal tax, and uh, indirect tax. The tax collection has jumped. The, uh, the, the Rohan was telling that the crisis was in 2008. There was a big crisis. This COVID was a bigger crisis. After COVID, all the major economies, Europe, 
America and China, they are not come out of the crisis, but right. India has come out and it is an outlier in the economic factors. Digital public infrastructure that the government has created itself is a global benchmark. We are the behind Bangladesh and Sri Lanka and the Pakistan image of forward. India as a uh, in the geopolitical and geoeconomic factors across the world, Russia, Ukraine crisis. Okay. Iran, All right, look, we can keep presenting one set of data the, points uh, versus yeah. another. But what cannot change at all, gentlemen, is that time is out for this debate. So I'll need to wrap this up. And I'd like to thank you all very much for being with us.